0: This is Monster Halloween.
1: I'm Jeremy Greer.
0: It's with Chris and Jeremy.
2: I'm Chris Mosier.
0: Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. I
2: smell like dog, do you?
0: What the heck is going on?
1: And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are slowly but surely covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural and we're here uh, recording about a brand new season of Supernatural. Chris, how do you feel? I'm super
2: excited. Um, I think I said it to you earlier, but it's like a fresh start. It is. For the show in a lot of ways.
1: I um, I want to thank our special guest, Eric, for guesting last week um, because of the nature of the internet and how this stuff works. We haven't actually recorded that So because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to give you guys plenty of time to write in feedback. So we're recording this before we record the feedback episode, but you're going to hear the feedback episode first because life is crazy. Uh, so thank you for guesting. Uh, also, just a quick shout out to our new person who is doing vocals for us. Um, I don't actually have that file yet either, so I'm not going to name her in case it doesn't come through. <laughs> I'll uh, so it's me. <laughs> also, it just might be me humming, uh, Carry On My Wayward Son again. Like <laughs> <help me laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Imagine uh, having to hear that. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, it's been miserable. Um, so we're, we're going to get into it. First, let's, uh, let's thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, they make a lot of stuff on this quote unquote network possible. Uh, the, all of our extra Monster of the Weeks present sh- stuff, which, um, Actually, that hasn't come out yet, so we'll have some special stuff for our patrons coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, but in the you meantime, sweet, sweet angels. you can get episodes early. You can get um, you can give us some prompts to cover different media. Uh, if you want to force Chris and I to watch anime about um, girls eating food and having orgasms, not calling anybody out specifically. But just saying, <laughs> if that's something that you want to do, you can you can potentially go there at patreon.com slash Monster the Week. Thank you to our newest patron, who bl- I believe goes by the name Toasted. Toasted Todd is is that right? Is that correct? I Toasted don't think Ted? so. I don't believe you. That's correct. You don't what? No, it's definitely Toasted Toad. That's what it is. Not Toasted Todd or Toasted Toad. I don't go. know where I was going. There uh, you go. So thank you, Toasted Toad, for for <laughs> kicking in a little bit every month. I really appreciate that. Chris, do you want to um, sum up season seven and what with the events that led us into oh, season eight, man. episode one? Can you give us? I want. I want like a full summary too. I'm not going to do my carry on my wayward son thing, but uh, just I, I want I want make sure you get in all of the details.
2: I'm physically unable to provide you that, but I can tell you uh, that the Leviathans were finally defeated, or so we think. Um, and these tablets were found, or one of them was found. This is already off to a terrible start. Season seven was crazy. The Leviathans came out of Purgatory, and now Dean went into Purgatory, and we don't know what's going on.
1: That's pretty much about it. Uh, The season seven ended with Kaz and uh, who's the other main character in the show? Dean. Guys, it's so hot outside. So hot. hot. (laughs) This room is. is, is, I have AC and my room is hot. I can only imagine how Chris is feeling right now. So bear with us. You know these episodes like to get crazy sometimes. Season seven ended with Dina Cass and uh, Purgatory. Cass disappeared shortly afterwards. Uh, Crowley has Kevin and Sam is left to his own devices. Uh, and we are here to talk about season eight, episode one. We need to talk about Kevin, Chris. I think you and I um, may have named an episode of Monster of the Week. We need to talk about Kevin at some point. <laughs> Did we? Oh, it was, we need to talk about Sam. That's right. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Um, this aired on October third, twenty twelve. It was written by Jeremy Carver and directed by Robert Singer. This is Robert Singer's first pr- or second premiere episode that he directed, by the way, which I thought was kind of cool. Huh? And, uh, I think that we are in a different, um, era now. Yeah. This is listed as the singer and Carver area. We were no longer in the gamble area. I think this is after huh. Sarah Gamble left. I don't get into a lot of the, the, the back and forth, like the, the kind of production notes on that stuff. But I think right. it's interesting to call out that like, you know, this is going to be like our dude from now on. Uh, Sam and Dean are reunited after a year apart. Dean reemerges from purgatory, but he isn't alone. He heads straight for Sam, but the reunion isn't exactly what he thought it would be. Sam drops everything to join his brother, but leaving this leaving this life he had grown to enjoy turns out to be harder than he imagined. Dean and Sam look for Kevin, who has managed to escape Crowley's grasp, but things come to a head quickly when Kevin tells them what it is that Crowley wants. whoa yeah man uh we're we're God. This this episode rocks. I love this.
2: Yeah. Um the it's it starts off and it, it feel like this really establishes the tone of the episode right away with the road so far. The first thing we hear is um dad wants us to pick up where he left off saving people, hunting things, the family business. It's like we don't even get the just the last part of that. We get the whole quote. We get the whole quote that we haven't heard for a couple seasons now at least. So, it kind of immediately put me back in there. I know that I specifically have a lot of nostalgia for those first few seasons, so this like instantly just put me back in that brain space of, like, the boys are about to hunt some shit. And it doesn't go quite that simply, but it sort of established a tone that at least I saw brought into this first episode.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's, too, it's set to a, a, a great song. I believe this is a Jethro Tull song. Is that right? look yeah, I, so. I think is the name of it. Um, yeah. and it's just rad. Like all of these intros are, are, are usually pretty fucking great. I, I, I especially liked this one because it goes into a lot of, uh, times that they've hunted monsters. And while they're being extremely serious about all of the bad things that have happened to them, they kind of interspersed some of the goofy stuff. So like, you know, they're talking about these dark, crazy creatures in purgatory and there's just a brief second of a unicorn running away from you farting rainbows. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fun that way. So, um, uh, I, uh, one thing that I don't like is the way that this episode opens and I know why we do it. Uh, but I could have spent a couple of episodes in purgatory. Instead, Dean just immediately pops out and we go to a one year later thing. Um, the next couple of episodes are going to be a lot of, uh, Dean and Sam having flashbacks as to what happened over this past year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that I, I was to kind of talk about this in the discord. This kind of ruins the pacing a little bit for me. Like it doesn't like, I, I don't like flashbacks in general. I kind of feel like, um, and I get why I get why writers like to do it, like because they're, they're trying to hide stuff that happened so that you can get a big reveal and a big powerful moment later. But it, it feels very gimmicky to me.
2: Yeah, uh, and they do it so many times throughout this. Uh-huh. Uh, I Yeah, it, I guess they they could have, I don't know. I don't know how they could have handled it otherwise. Just the boys telling each other and not showing us flashbacks almost would have been interesting. Because uh, then it, it creates a sort of connection between them as they speak. each other and as they tell their stories but i understand that they want to show purgatory and they want to show the person that sam is talking about so uh i understand it to that degree and that it would be sort of maybe weird to to try and show like the multiple stages of purgatory and the multiple stages of a relationship in one episode and then at the end of the episode have dean pop out or something so while i'm not super like into the flashback thing i guess i just don't know how else they would have pulled it off
1: Here's my um, here's my Monday morning quarterback, uh, you know theory. I, I would have taken, if not one, I, let's say one episode, taken the premiere, and done um, systematic skips throughout the episode so we see we pick up right from where season seven left off and we go for like five or ten minutes then we skip ahead a couple of months and we see this the scene with sam and the dog we skip ahead a couple of months and you know dean is still chasing Cass, and he meets up with benny and then skip ahead a couple of months and it kind of like we figure everything out but of mm-hmm. course there are Kevin's stuff in there and all we, that too yeah and it, you know we can see we see what happens or what has happened has been happening with kevin throughout this year i don't know again they wanted to hide some of the stuff that happens with the way that dean gets out of purgatory yeah. and i get that like there's some stuff that they want to not reveal but man it just seems distracting like every once in a while like a character just stares off into the distance or in one example sam sees a dog and has a memory of his dog
2: (laughs) yeah i think they in different shades of this episode or different parts of it they keep making sam or dean depending on whose perspective it is it makes them look really bad um Until I guess we start to see like, it's just like shows Dean being like a real dick to Sam. And then we see some purgatory stuff. We're like, okay. And then it just shows Sam, maybe not doing the right thing. And then we see a flashback from him. We're like, okay, I guess it's just this episode is just sort of throwing everybody to the wind here
1: yeah that and that's another thing that um I, I'm actually kind of feeling like you were feeling in season seven episode one for the when we started covering season seven for the podcast where you were kind of you were kind of hesitant to to jump in you were a little worried because you, you didn't really like that season very much um I think at the end you may have you turned your uh t- turned your mind around mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. uh, but like if this is happening um like if we keep doing the flashbacks if we if if dean is continuously like just a giant non-understanding dick uh who seemed to have lost all of his humanity and empathy for for his brother throughout this entire season it's going to be pretty rough um, and I don't, yeah. uh, and here's the, here's the thing, listeners, we are now in completely uncharted territory. I'm pretty sure I saw some of the episodes in season seven twice. I know for a fact, I think this is where I started falling off supernatural and not watching it on like a week, week to week basis. Um, mm-hmm. so like I've seen these episodes once and I was probably a little altered while I was watching them. So I just don't, I don't have like, I don't remember like a lot of the details. <laughs> some of the big strokes of the season I've got, uh, but a lot of the details I I, I don't know. So it's going to be fun like going through this for basically the first time for the podcast. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember thinking at the time, though, that the show was gonna once again beat up on my boy Sam. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, they do. And, and it's not necessarily um, unwarranted. But I remember coming into this and as I'm starting to take my notes thinking like, the perspective that Dean is taking is 100% the perspective that most of the fans are going to take because everybody usually sides with Dean. So it was a little bit harsh when, when he's just like laying into Sam. And like from a, like a viewer's perspective, I just like felt bad. For the, I felt bad for, I guess myself as a fan, being like, they're just gonna beat up on him now. They're gonna make it seem like he did the wrong thing throughout all of this, and it's gonna be a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, and it and it is a little weird, right? Like it, it is just a little bit weird. Um i think sam gets a lot of shit for for especially during this first episode uh dean kind of lays into him and we'll we'll get into this just a little bit more once as we go through the episode but um i'd i have a lot of sympathy for sam throughout this and especially for like what he chose to do and i man i i I, I, you know we've traditionally been split on like you kind of preferring sam and me kind of preferring dean while we still you know love them both a lot but man, dean was intensely unlikable for me in this in the beginning of this
2: and I feel like that this is almost the exact opposite opinion that we're going to find most people having. I could be wrong, but I remember at the time seeing everybody just being like, how could Sam do that to Dean? How could he just abandon him like that? What a shitty person, whatever, because people get they get emotional about this stuff. Um, and it just it always bummed me out as a, as a fan. But um, I still like season eight, so I'm not I'm not trying to come into it negative. But I, I do sort of have this expectation of uh, how people are going to react.
1: So uh, let, let's get into it. We start up at um, 100 Mile mi- Wilderness in Maine, uh, and we get a one-year-later splash. So um, we're we're watching some campers. This is kind of a typical supernatural opening. Uh, some campers in the woods, they hear a strange noise. The woman wakes up. Uh, we see outside this big flash of light, and uh, when they start hearing stuff. As they come out, uh, they are surprised by... Uh, it, like basically just dean like looking bloody he is he's he's still wearing the plaid he's still you know dressing up like that dressing up his name as dean i kind of wish he had like some like loincloth action happening like he had to fashion his clothes but apparently that
2: plaid and those jeans were you know kept up it's
1: pretty good right like that yeah you know that's all the quality
2: all the times he was jumped by vampires and all that nothing happened to those clothes
1: it's good man they didn't even rip in in a in a a, a sexy fashion uh diesel jeans he's also carrying this (laughs) weird and uh man i i guess this is supposed to be a badass weapon i i think that this weapon looks goofy as hell
2: yeah it looks like a like a like a shark fin or something i always thought it was super goofy too it's a it's
1: very much like a like one of the bad like gimmicky weapons you'd get in dark souls right like this it's why are you why are you using this in a real world kind of thing (laughs) um he he's he's basically the most terrifying we've ever seen him since he you know cut off that um vampire head um yeah but he thinks he's still in purgatory until he finally realizes that no he's not and he kind of just demands that uh you know give me you know tell me where i am and he steals like some of their clothes or something steals a bag and then just jets
2: just pointing a gun at these kids these poor kids (laughs) uh
1: this scene is really really great i love the uh because i kind of expected the i I didn't expect dean to pop out it's so fast um and I so like I'd, I was definitely thinking that this was going to be just a standard setup, like a standard monster setup. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, and then we see him in Clayton, Louisiana. This is an area you know, right?
1: Yeah, my grandmother was born in, in Clayton. I've been through Clayton many, many times. Funny. Um, Clayton is on the outside of... Uh, It's just like a, it's just a fucking armpit area of, of Louisiana. Like (laughs) very very good. Yeah. It's right next to Faraday, which my dad lovingly calls the butthole of Louisiana. So in case you're wondering where where you're at in the world, like that's, that's typically, that's typically a A place uh where
2: a vampire might be buried.
1: One hundred percent. I can totally see, you know, Benny Lafitte being buried up in this place. Although, to be honest with you, like central Louisiana, which is where this is, doesn't have much of like that French Acadian kind of culture there. Like that's one of the reasons it sucks. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not like it's soul food kind of stuff, but it's not like that. It's not. It doesn't have much of more of a culture besides. There's a lot of poor people, and uh, <sighs> none nobody can afford anything, including the government. Oh. So, damn. Uh, so Dean has hitched a ride, uh, and he's going to this like weird abandoned graveyard. Um, I can tell that I was in a good mental condition when I was making notes because I have two lines on my notes. One is where he going, and the second line <laughs> is he just walking. <laughs> 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 so obviously I was I was in a real good mental state to be watching Supernatural last night, right, Chris? Yeah,
2: yeah. So he goes out into uh basically it's like a field. He's like hikes out through the woods, he's on these old trails, and then we see him under like a big windmill or something like that. And um he digs a hole and then he cuts open his arm. He's just out in the middle of the night, out in the middle of the woods, digs I love up this, this hole so much. Cuts open his arm and it starts to glow as he cuts it. Uh, and he like bleeds out onto these bones, and then there's like you know magic light energy coming out of this cut in his arm, uh, and then a dude appears behind him.
1: Yeah, and uh, and like as he was walking, as we saw this kind of miniature journey from Maine to Clayton, Louisiana, he was he's been kind of holding that arm the whole time as if it hurt him. Yeah and yeah. we do get some time like i think a week has passed it took him about a week to get down to louisiana to do this but yeah this dude shows up and it's benny uh and benny is a vampire as you as you quickly see cuz his his teeth are there and um but dean unusually is extremely cool with him and it says like oh hey you know you got to keep your nose clean and and this is goodbye and then they yeah. like do a handshake but then they like and you kind of think that it's going to be one of those like uh uneasy truce handshakes but then they kind of pull in and give each other the hug they give each other the the, mm-hmm. the
2: bro hug so so, they like, gave each other the brother hug, which is what? super rude considering his treatment of Sam later. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, what, what
1: do you th- what do you think about this actual uh, like the mechanics of this of like spilling this blood out of his arm onto some bones? Like I think this is it, pretty dope.
2: Yeah, it's super weird, but I'm very into it because he's like he's bleeding out this guy's soul onto his bones like it's real wacky but if i read that in some story i'd be like oh okay that's cool um
1: i, I just I, it's, I just like if you listed his qualifications down on a on a resume at this point like this is like not only he's like a wizard slash fighter like hybrid character class and i'm <laughs> yeah. so fucking here for it man i love it it's
2: just very funny that this second dean loses sight of castiel he picks up a new man.
1: He's got a new, bu- he's got a new boy. He's literally inside of him, Chris. It's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Um, uh, from one episode to the next, this is what like a six month like you know hiatus between yeah, yeah. seasons or something.
2: Yeah damn it Dean you move fast Seriously. so then we see we see Sam he's in Kermit Texas uh we just see him packing a bag it's the middle of the night he's packing a bag next to a sleeping woman and a sleeping dog his hair is extremely long it um, is,
1: what is happening um I don't know if I put this question in the um uh feedback episode I don't know if I saved it for season eight or not but um someone wrote in like just wanting to get your opinion on Sam's hair in season eight episode one and i was just like okay and then when I watched it I was like holy shit there's a lot to unpack here Sam what are is A lot to
2: unpack. You know, I don't remember how I felt the first time I saw it, but this time I actually felt as though I loved it. Um, It looks incredibly silly when he wears his FBI outfit because he's got length to his hair.
3: Yeah, But
2: when I I saw it this time around, I immediately thought, Sam hasn't been hunting for a year. Like, that was the first thing. It's it's so much a more casual, like, not casual because having long hair is like a whole fucking production. But it just seemed like it's a laid-back thing. He's like, I'm literally gonna grow my hair out and not worry about it as much. And it, it, it told me something about Sam right away. And I actually did appreciate that. Not just me saying I like his hair because I like it.
1: I like but. how um it's the haircut and it's like the hairstyle and not the sleeping woman and the sleeping dog and the obvious like domesticated like thing that he is walking away from at the, the beginning. That, he's that just, gives got, you, a that gives he's just got a different vibe. He's just got a different vibe. The show is like flashing this on a billboard and Chris is like, what is his hair telling me? I don't understand.
2: <laughs> uh, but he, he, he's got the Impala and he drives off in it and uh, also this the woman sees him get up and she doesn't say anything yeah. um is looking he,
1: mighty good the last time we saw the impala it was crashed into the sign of Supercore. so yeah good, good yeah. job on fixing that impala without bobby's like garage
2: or whatever. <laughs> yeah and then he he heads out to this cabin we don't really know where and then as soon as he walks in dean jumps him splashes holy water splashes the borax or whatever on him and then slashes his arm up and just like beats the shit out of him
1: uh, and then, then it makes makes wants make wants Sam to do the same, and Sam's like, I just just want to give you a hug. This is obviously you. Like I'm good.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then once, so Dean does everything to himself because Sam won't do it, and then he just goes, "All right, let's do this." Um, that's what Sam says. I don't know whether to give you a hug or take a shower, so. <laughs> but they. They hug and it's a it's a seems like a nice hug, but Sam is just it's this is the only nice moment of the episode between them. Uh,
1: the things things Sam, get very awkward very quickly for this, and I do yeah. want to note just real quick because you and I talk about like where people cut people when they do these little weird cutting routines that they have with one another. Mm-hmm. That this is one mm-hmm. of the few times that after Dean cuts himself, he like wraps it up with a bandana. Like yeah. Sam yeah. doesn't wrap his up, and he's just dripping presumably dripping blood all over it's the fine. floor as they have this conversation. He, he tied a locket of hair around <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, God. Mate, wait till Crowley gets his hands on some blood-soaked hair and tell him what he's going to do.
2: <laughs> but, uh, but this, again, once again, it's just like in season four, Sam is shocked to see Dean. Like He clearly didn't have anything to do with bringing him back. Um, and he doesn't understand like where Dean was or what was happening, and Dean says that he was in purgatory. Um, Sam asks him how he got out, but Dean is immediately like, I'm going to be ultra weird about this, bro. I'm going to keep Tons of secrets for no reason, even though if there was anybody who would understand my choices, it would be you, but I'm not going to tell you anything.
1: Yeah, this is, um, this is a, we've talked about this in the past. When we started this podcast, um, we were actually keeping a list of secrets that the boys were keeping from one another. Mm-hmm. And um, up through season seven, it's actually been a surprisingly short list. And I kind of gave up on it because the bit wasn't funny anymore. Um, but it was, it's besides Dean killing that, um, killing Amy Pond, uh no not that amy pond doctor who fans the other amy pond um that's really like there's not been a lot of stuff that they've kept from one another and uh it's one of my least favorite things that writers do where you could literally solve whatever conflict in your exist in your plot with just two characters talking to one another mm-hmm. and man they've made so much progress and seven years of dean and sam being on the same team of getting over all of the weird distrust and um condescension that dean had for sam for so long uh, after all of the events of season four and season five and all of the stuff like where he was like too too much of a kid in season one or two or whatever i i just i really wish dean would have just come back and been a, a little bit more open and forthcoming
2: yeah. Or just said like I'm not ready to talk about it, but I will, or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me process this. Like I'm still not used to being in the real world. Like I've been in a magical fairy tale land for the last year. Like give me yeah, give also, me a little time.
2: Do you think that Purgatory is worse than hell? Because they've both been to hell. I, you know that's an interesting question. I was going to get into this with
1: you when we we got over to purgatory, but um, it definitely doesn't seem that way. Like to me, the, the way that this show has has given us the impression is like Dean spent forty years in hell. Like the time dilation stuff was was really weird there, and he like did some heinous shit. Uh, Sam was locked in that box with Lucifer and for and got tortured in all kinds of different ways. It's it so to me, this is just looking like he's running around the woods. Obviously, he's like like how did he eat right <laughs> how did he sleep yeah, like he's yeah, being hunted yeah. by monsters constantly because he's the only human in a, in a in a land full of people that eat human uh so to me it's not but i, I don't know what, what do you think
2: yeah I, I don't know it's like as they're gonna sort of suggest throughout this episode it's like a it's a place where dean sort of felt he thrived um it's it's a constant war zone and i think that that puts a different kind of stress on a person not that i know the stresses of war versus the stresses of torture that's not something i could ever comprehend but it's a different kind of stress and that's why we do see dean in very much in warrior mode when he comes back out um but i just don't know why He's necessarily being super shady about the whole Benny thing. Like Sam would probably understand. He's a very understanding guy. Dean just doesn't give him the chance to understand. Um, And then we go from that immediately into, you know, Sam asking about Castiel uh, and Dean. He doesn't say that he saw him die, but he, he saw enough. Um, We don't know what that means. And Sam is like, bro, please. Uh, And then it goes from Dean being cryptic to Dean being super, super mean to, to Sam. And, So I keep saying how he's being mean, and he is mean. And then a few minutes from now, they sort of justify some of Dean's anger because we get the the Kevin issue. Um, But other than that, Dean is very much like, I I think he's being a little bit too harsh because at the beginning of season six, Dean went and tried to live a normal life, did all that stuff. Um, Sam sort of falls into a normal life, uh, and then Dean gets very angry at him about it. Uh, And and Sam is going to call him out later in this episode which I think helps to sort of smooth all this over and make Dean seem like less of an asshole and more like a character who's dealing with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we'll get to it.
1: I'm a, so the dialogue in here is some of the most like guilt trippy stuff that like I've seen the show do so far, right? Mm -hmm. Like he is so mad at Sam for not, not tracking him down, not even trying um that he he just you know just some of the stuff that he says in here like did you look for me (sighs) um at one point says you know dean sam is like trying to say like i was alone i didn't really know what to do but i'm still the same guy like i'm still your brother and he's like well good for you i'm not is dean's response Mm -hmm. to that like
2: yes yeah yeah, something about how like you know he went and he, he quit the life and did all this stuff like, like we always said we would. We wouldn't try to bring each other back. And Dean's like, oh, that's great. That's great. Except for the, all the other times that we did try to bring each other back. It's like, dude, please. I mean, I, to, to be fair, I, I wish that Sam had tried. I wish that that was part of this season, was saying like, yeah, I exhausted everything that I knew how to do. But after a month, I gave up. Like, I, I was just so drained and then I found this other thing. Because I, I don't like the idea that Sam gave up that quickly either. I think that that kind of sucks. But I also don't I just wish that it didn't wasn't right off the bat this anger and this like hatred almost towards Sam. Um because I think I think I get upset because I see that so much from the people who watch the show already hating Sam. So it's it's frustrating to now the other character in the show is hating on Sam, giving them a voice.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree. Like I feel like I feel like Dean is being is mistreating Sam in, in a really large way here. There's no, there's no doubt mm-hmm. in my mind. Like, again, this could be just a conversation. Um, I do want to point out, like, one of the funnier lines in this is where um, when Sam says, Hey, I don't, I, you know, I gave up hunting. I don't have the life. And he's like, and Dean laughs it off and is like, Yeah, that's like Sasha Gray going legit. And um, mm-hmm. Sasha Gray being a pretty well known porn star at the time who had just literally gone legit, who had just tried to go into like mainstream movies with a Steven Soderbergh movie, which did not do yeah. well. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, she's not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, I, I never saw that movie, so I, don't, I have no idea. But,
2: but yeah, Dean is, like, shocked that that Sam quit. Um, And he says, so you turn tail on the whole family business? And Sam says, nothing says family like the whole family being dead. Uh, To be fair, this is the first time that Sam has been entirely alone. He always had somebody. He always had Bobby. He always had a connection somewhere. Nothing now. Absolutely nothing.
1: Or, you know, he had, you know didn't have a soul so he was just hunting all the time maybe. i the,
2: the line that i wrote here is dean is such a dick he just goes and he make makes these new friends and then he just comes back and gives sam shit just like in season four he's got castiel or he's like hanging out with crowley or bobby or somebody and then he just comes back and he gives sam shit and i am definitely like i'm being hypersensitive to this right now it's 95 degrees in this room i don't want anybody being mean to sam um and i think that some of dean's actions are totally justified from a character standpoint because of everything that he's gone through i just don't like him being so mean
1: yeah and this is going to lead us right into uh something that dean is justified to be mad at so uh later on
2: yeah um, absolutely sam Sam, (laughs) sam
1: is making dinner And um, it kind of comes out that, you know, Sam, I think this all started with Sam abandoning all of his old cell phones. It was, it was hard for Dean to get in touch with him. Um, But uh, Dean starts going through the old phones and starts listening to voicemails. And at first he's got like the headset to his ear, So he's not hearing anything, but he's staring at Sam. Like he, Sam is the biggest piece of shit in the world. And Sam is probably like, what, like, what do you, what do you want? So he unplugs it. And there are just multiple messages from Kevin begging Sam for help and saying, I escaped from Crowley. I need your help. Then like a second message saying, and i called you a week ago i de- need your help i don't know who's after me and then like it goes to another message where kevin is just drunk and ranting at-, <laughs> at sam which i i really like
2: yeah this is where i was like as much as i didn't want dean being mean to say it, at the same time i was like son of a bitch sam because i especially when i was younger i really wanted them to have their strong bond i wanted them to come back and for once have it be like good and cool instead of like they come back and they fucking hate each other because of the two biggest drama queens in the world um but that's that's what it is and and some of dean's anger is justified but it's like retroactively justified that like, he didn't know that sam had fucked up this bad yet he was just already mean to him exactly um, yeah because i yeah i i don't like that that sam didn't look for dean i i I mean, I know he didn't have anywhere to go, uh, and I understand like circumstances changes, but I wish that he had, and I also wish that he hadn't abandoned Kevin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and Dean talks a lot about this. Like he's like, you know, there's there was people out there. You know, you let people die, and and Sam is basically trying to like, hey, I everybody dies like okay like it yeah. doesn't have to be on me like I can go live my life but this Kevin thing is something that like they brought him into this world right like it's not their fault mm-hmm. that he's a prophet but they they literally brought him into this world and and I guess they didn't I guess he kind of just got selected uh, but yeah but still like I feel like Sam did have some responsibility to try to, to try to do something and Sam is a smart enough hunter that he could have probably found Kevin but also I get it because Jesus Christ like how much of my life do I have to deal with this mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah, and any time that uh, Sam has tried to have agency, his family has hated him for it. I'm going to look at season one. Uh, and this is, again, the thing that Sam calls out with Dean later in this episode. But yeah, I, in a way, like as much as I wanted Sam to still be like the savior and like do good things, and I was frustrated at him for not, uh, I totally get it, where he's just like, yeah, maybe uh, fuck it, because I'm just now going to be doing this for who? For nobody. For myself, I guess? Why not just try to not be miserable and on the brink of death at all times. Exactly.
1: Um, I want to say at this point, um, Sam starts doing his Hunter stuff. So he listens to Kevin's voicemail um, mm-hmm. and he drowns out the, uh, the, the main audio and he boosts up the, the background audio, which by the way, like, I guess Kevin was calling from like a, like a, like a, a condenser mic <laughs> in the middle of yeah. the bus station. somewhere. Yeah. Um, this is what some of my favorite shit in the world in, the, in a movie called sneakers. Like the, there's a guy there that's blind that does a bunch of crazy shit with audio. And we've seen, you know, We've seen, I've brought this up before when Sam was doing his, like, oh, I went over a train track, and then there was a bridge and things mm-hmm. like that, Um but, the, like, in the modern context of someone picking this stuff up on a cell phone, and then somehow, like, I don't know, it's fine, it's whatever, it's just, it's very Ridiculous. goofy and weird to me, Uh but yeah. he figures out that he was at a bus station in Cincinnati, maybe, is that right? Uh, Michigan? I don't, I sure. don't know. Uh Yeah, it's definitely Michigan, because they, and S- Sam figures out, like, oh, this is where, um his Kevin's girlfriend. old girlfriend yeah and that's yeah. not his cousin by the way
0: not his cousin <laughs>
1: not his, his
2: cousin um, correction um, yeah. at this point sam sort of owns up to being like yeah i should have looked for kevin my bad let's just go do this now because that's the only option that we have um and they head out to go try and track down kevin head to the impala sam hands over the keys um dean's pretty psyched up i think sam reveals that you know after a certain point he just went and fixed up the impala and then. Like, just drove around. That was all he did. Um, But, yeah, he gives the keys back to Dean. They hop in the car. Dean says there's no visible signs of douchery, which is good. But then he Mm -hmm. smells dog, and Sam is like, I don't know what you're
1: talking about. A dog? That seems weird. I've never had a dog before. I definitely don't like dogs. That's not an established fact about my character or anything. (laughs) Um. So they arrive and they're kind of looking around um, and they're finding a, a, a shitty apartment or shitty hotel to stay in. Uh, Sam goes and does the thing while Dean kind of stares at a vending machine and sees like a couple of kids being chased um, and then uh, starts – kind of going back in time we have a flashback where um, flashbacks to the purg to to the purg it's really funny you say that because i just got tired of saying writing the word purgatory out so i'll just refer to it as the purg in all of my notes the purg
2: that's the (laughs) same
1: yeah yeah you know that series of movies about america not having laws anymore the The purg purg. (laughs)
2: um yeah all this stuff uh uh, it's okay it's a little stupid i just he's hunting down a cosplayer in the woods um yeah it's a vampire he like pins him to the wall or to a tree and asks where the angel is. The guy doesn't know um then Dean takes the guy's the vampire's weapon and kills him with it. He gets jumped by another vampire and then he's saved by a third vampire. It's just a like a vampire circle jerk
1: it it is that uh but I, I do like i like dean in this mode like uh i think is this is this where he does the pure line or is that later i think that's a little bit later right where he says yeah, i think the, i think it's a little later yeah anyway um but dean is just so aggressive here and he's so like focused on finding kaz and killing these vampires like it is i kind of like this dean a lot like when mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. when you remove any humanity from him and he can just go fucking berserk on a it's the wolverine berserker thing right like he just <laughs> goes crazy um I don't I, that's not what I want from the character at all like at all times but like I, I kind of like this and uh even though they're just rolling around in some like blue tinted woods and that's what purgatory <laughs> is supposed to be and yeah. you're right like the, the vampire does look like a cosplay contest or something but it's um but he's but he gets saved by Benning um after another vampire jumps him and uh it's yeah I I, I, I guess like I don't I don't know, Chris. I'm kind of conflicted on Benny, and, and I know we haven't really got to Benny yet, but man, I'm 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 so conflicted on this dude.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think he's like a fine actor, and the character is fine. I just, um, I I don't know. I just sort of resent that they're they're. Wow, I do not expect to be negative on this episode whatsoever. I think it's because physically, I am in, in a lot of discomfort, and I, it's coming out on the microphone. Um, but yeah, I mean, this dude just. Proposes to Dean, like, hey, there's a way for us to get out of here, or or rather, there's a way for you to get out of here, because God left a way for humans to escape Purgatory, because they don't belong here, Uh, and I'm going to hitch a ride with you. Uh, And I guess I'm fine with that, as a device. You're good with it?
1: Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't think we find that out now. I think that comes with a different flashback. It's really confusing trying to keep up with all the different flashback. Um, This is where Sam and Dean, to kind of talk a little bit more about what happened at Purgatory, and... Um, I think this is where Sam says like, Oh, I was still like looking at the papers, but I just wasn't going to, you know, find these cases out or anything. And Dean's like, you let people die. Um, and, it also, yeah, and he's like,
2: people, people die every day. It wasn't up to me to, to save them all. There are yeah. other hunters out there. Like, why do I have to be the one doing it?
1: And Dean also calls the fact that, uh, there was a girl, uh, like with, mm-hmm. she is part of the reason that Sam dropped the life, um, uh. And also that there was a dog. He finally confesses about the dog, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dean's line here uh, of, you know, the rules. You don't take a joint from a guy named Don and you don't let dogs in the car. It's very yeah. funny to me. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a line from 30 Rock where... Uh, this dude says, I can't remember the guy, the character, it's Alec Baldwin's character, but he basically says, uh, like, there's only a couple of rules to life. And then, you know, never follow a hippie to a second location. And I don't remember the list of the line, but like that never follow a hippie <laughs> to a second location is something me and Autumn say to each other all the time.
2: That's good. That's very good. Um, yeah, this is where, where Sam says, like, he didn't just quit hunting. He found something else. And that's that's sort of what pulled him out of it. Uh, is this where he just like tells the story about how he, he hit her dog?
1: Is that or is that dog. here or cuz I thought he just I think he remembers that later when he sees a dog.
2: See unfortunately that's the problem again with having somebody flashbacks is it's a little bit hard to keep them all straight.
1: Yeah um and this is where and sam kind of pesters dean to be like okay tell me more about what happened in purgatory and dean doesn't really give him a lot of information uh, but says that there was 31 flavors of nasties which is a really good line and Mm -hmm. um there's this real classic line of there's there's something about being there it just felt pure that uh i think is quoted a lot like that's you know that's dean down to his essence right that's that's Mm -hmm. hunter dean Mm -hmm. doing nothing but you know being that warrior yeah yeah I would have loved to see like him get blown to purgatory with a bunch of uh, like spell books and shit, so he could be the wizard warrior that he <laughs> really is inside. That would have been that would have been legit great.
2: So this this is where Benny like explains the plan, the the way out for humans, and how he wants to hitch a ride right with Dean, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that's sort of like the end of the flashback. Again, I don't know if he's telling Sam this or if this is just like a memory he's having. Uh, because it seems like he's being pretty vague on like what exactly happened. Uh, but. This is where we see like Led Zeppelin FBI dude and Dean Winchester go and talk to Kevin's ex girlfriend at the college. This is where I was saying, like, it looks absolutely ridiculous for Sam to be pretending that he's FBI.
1: Yeah. Did, uh, did you say you broke up just a little bit? So Benny did explain, like, hey, there's, there's a way out. We, we've already talked about all that, right? Yes. Um, so yeah this uh fbi haircut by the way is fucking hilarious like i I just can't get over how ridiculous Mm -hmm, this whole thing mm -hmm. looks um they interviewed the ex-girlfriend uh and she doesn't really give up any information she says that she hasn't seen uh kevin since he disappeared on some god mission um her roommates chiming in this whole time and she's constantly saying like you know shut up to her roommate (laughs) which is kind of funny yeah
3: um
1: and then as soon as sam and dean leave uh this girl like walks over gets our old favorite the 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 cell phone of choice the blood goblet is back chris i love to see this guy it's good it's good stuff
2: i like that they established it back when everything was a lot more grounded but now they just gotta keep using it (laughs) sure yeah why not
1: Um, i'm happy i'm happy I i also like too like it's she, so you know this demon is undercover, you know, as as having possessed Kevin's girlfriend. Presumably yeah, not for much longer. <laughs> you would want to keep that cover, but no, she just goes and just murderizes the the chick and yeah, like takes her blood yeah. and, and calls Crowley. Yeah, um, tells him that Dean Winchester is back. Yeah, and that the Prophet has not shown his face to me, so that she still hasn't has uh, seen the Prophet at all. She hasn't seen Kevin at all. Yeah, uh, this is where Sam, who is sitting outside, um, sees a dog. And just immediately goes, flashes back to where he accidentally hit a dog with the Impala, which I think he probably Mm -hmm. didn't tell Dean about, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And like comes into a vet and just starts yelling at everybody. I hate when people just barge (laughs) into places and yell (laughs) things. Like, nobody acts like this. Like, it's just, I mean, it's a dog, dude. Like, uh, granted, like, I I understand, like, but he's basically yelling at this poor assistant Are you a doctor? Are you, this is an animal hospital. God (laughs) damn it, you motherfuckers! What the fuck are you doing? Like, he's really freaking out.
2: He's really freaking out. It's a, I mean, I, I get it. He's panicked, but Sam, please calm down. <laughs> Lower
1: your voice. Jeez. Uh, Amelia shows up, and, um, Amelia is going to be a, uh, semi, not permanent character, like a semi, like, reoccurring character for, for, a, for season eight. Um, and she basically tells him, like, to get the fuck out. She's like, you need to leave. I will take care of this dog. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, um, Sam and Dean are sitting down for lunch. Sam ordered a burger for Dean and Dean is having just a fucking love affair with it. Uh, just absolutely having a love affair with this burger as you, as you might imagine. Um, mm -hmm. Sam has done some extremely dark web hacking, yeah. Um, like, I mean, just like he goes through a litany of things about reversing IP addresses and logging in and hacking his server account, and finding out all of this stuff. And of course, Dean, who literally in the last season kind of like finally got a clue and started learning how to hack stuff, is like, could you give me that in English? Like, did you forget all that shit in Purgatory, homie? <laughs> like, you know They just wanted to
2: write that line. They wanted to write the line of like, uh, in English, please. I don't. But why? Like, Dean knows this. Like, maybe not
1: all of it, but like he knows the gist. Like, I hate the... Can you give it to me in English line that I don't, I don't, I'm coming off as if I really don't like this episode. i realize I'm it's, complaining about a lot of stuff. I loved it when I watched it.
2: I had such a good time <laughs> and stuff. now I'm, I'm, I'm hungry and I'm sweaty time. and it's not great. <laughs> I've, I'm, listener, I'm very sorry. It's not your fault that I'm like this. <laughs> We
1: uh um this this is kind of off topic. We may need to find a a place to a different time to record this podcast. If, true. If, if it's going to be so incredibly hot, um, I'm gonna make you get up at like four o'clock in the morning recording. So yeah, but well, it's nice and cool. Them. It's yeah. nice and cool. So they track uh uh Kevin down to what he thinks is a coffee shop and ends up being like an old abandoned church. Uh, they walk in and Kevin sprays them down with the meanest looking water gun I have ever seen in my yeah, entire life. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause, I wow. don't know
2: if he thinks they're Leviathans or if he thinks they're demons, but either way he's spraying these motherfuckers.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he basically tells the story that Crowley kidnapped him and Crowley had a he, different, that's what
2: happened to you guys. And Dean goes, I went to purgatory, Sam hit a God. dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Dean
2: is so salty. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, so he tells this story. Crowley has a second tablet. Um, he wanted Kevin to uh, obviously like translate it and tell Crowley what it was. And Kevin played along because this tablet was just called demons. And uh, so Kevin is reading through this and wants, you know, he wants to. He kind of convinces Crowley that he can do the spell that this thing lays out, and convinces Crowley that it will it will open all of the gates to hell. Uh, yeah. And we very quickly find out. And there's some they do some back back and forth and like some some flashbacks. Kevin in his like. Two size too big button down shirt doing some wizard shit is one of the goofiest <laughs> images I've ever seen. Kevin, yeah. please find some clothes. What are you doing,
3: yeah? Poor Kevin, uh, they, his
1: costume design like I don't were they purposely doing? Did
2: Sam dr- did like Jared Parolikey
1: dress Kevin? Is that know. what's happening?
2: He's he's like full Kevin Alchemist over here, just looking it's, like a weirdo and is is two big clothes doing actual alchemy like grinding up spell components. Um, it he it looks like in like, like current day Kevin has finally like found some clothes that fit him, so that's good uh but I think maybe it was to like make hit the actor seem younger i don't know it doesn't matter he he pulls a he pulls a fast one
1: on Crowley here Yes, absolutely. He tells Crowley that um, he can open up a hellgate in Wisconsin, so Crowley goes over there to see it happen. While uh, Kevin is is back at the HQ, um, but what the spell really does, and, and Dean is is you know as the story is unfolding, he stops it, and we go back to the president. Dean's like, "Did you re- did you open up all of the hellgates?" Like he starts yelling at, at Kevin, and Kevin's like, "Of course I didn't. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> Why would I do that?" Dean, just listen to this story and stop yelling yeah. for ten. Also, seconds. don't blame him. He's a kid. He was kidnapped by demons. You. (laughs) tortured souls in hell like don't get off your high horse
1: i uh i just became a prophet a year ago like this is one of kevin's lines in this which is really fun yeah um so basically kevin cons him and instead of uh opening the gates to hell it actually kills the demons that are they're imprisoning him and he gets to uh to leave uh and dean is extremely excited about this so this could be like potentially Kevin tells them this tablet is going to tell them how to get rid of all of the demons and prevent them from coming on earth like forever. It's going to
2: close all the hell gates. And I remember when I first heard that I thought this is the final season and they're going to close the gates of hell. And that's how supernatural is going to end. They're gonna keep all of the demons off of Earth, and I was like, "That's fucking sick! Hell yeah, that isn't what happens."
1: No, no, not at all. Uh, I was really excited about this, but the first thing that went through my head was like, "Well, what are they gonna do for their like enemies? Like, is it just gonna be shapeshifters
2: from now on?" It's <laughs> like full on six more seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, guys, we're gonna. As you might imagine, we're we're in we're we're in, we're, in, a, we're in, in this for the long haul. So obviously, mm-hmm. demons aren't going away anytime soon. Um, but this is a this is a fun thing to like. This is a fun goal for the boys, and of course, and Dean sees on this immediately and we're going to see this over the next few episodes uh where dean is is more into is is willing to sacrifice almost anything for the goal to get mm-hmm. all of the demons off of earth um, yeah. and it starts here where he's just extremely like he's like hell yeah like we did our boy did good like he's really proud of mm-hmm. kevin which i think is really nice
2: and then when they go outside they're having a little conversation then dean says like, kevin is in this whether he likes it or not and this is yeah. the line that i was talking about where where sam says so free will that's only for you Uh, And I think that that is a a pretty strong argument against Dean's uh, bullshit this season or this episode uh, where, I mean, team free will was the whole thing in season five. It's like your life should just be what you decide it is. But it's literally that only that for Dean when he anything that Sam has ever done, Dean doesn't like it. If he's being independent, anything that Castiel has ever done, he didn't like it when he was being independent. Dean, as much as he's himself been shackled by the responsibility of family and everything that John put on him. I'm not discrediting any of that. Uh, But it does seem like whenever somebody else wants to do a thing that Dean doesn't like, no, it's not okay. You just have to do it this way, the way that I say it. Otherwise it's bad.
1: Yeah, this is, this is not a good look. And he even kind of like, when sam throws this back in his face you know dean turns it around and says well like what are you talking about this is the demon that killed our mother that killed our father that killed, killed jess. jess like uh, whoa dude chill. yeah like i mean like you know i've seen mom and dad since then okay like i'm cool yeah. with them like you don't bring up the j word please yeah um uh, <laughs> I, yeah. And it's and Dean is being pretty brutal. And, and again, we're going to kind of see this, like his this, the idea of kicking all of the demons off of earth, like appeals to him in a way, like, I feel like, and they, this is, again, is me reading too much into Supernatural, but like this, I feel like this almost could be his out. Like, he's like, oh, well, the only way that I could literally stop hunting if there's nothing left to hunt. So if right, I can get right. rid of these demons, like, you know, my job becomes way easier. Maybe I can have like a normal mm-hmm. life. Maybe I can hunt werewolves on Saturdays and I don't have to hunt werewolves every <laughs> day.
2: Right. I mean, um,
1: realistically, you're only hunting werewolves like for a couple of days a month, anyway, right?
2: No, for sure, because it's the rest yeah, of the time they're just regular the people. Mood, yeah, right.
1: Yeah, the rest I'm of the time they're time, they're just time. having
2: they're just having sex with your brother. The rest of the time,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're real easy to track down too. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so after this, um, Sam and Kevin have a little moment, and Sam says, "You know, I I I, I owe you an apology. Um, I, I realize." when I was walking away that I was leaving some pieces behind, but you're one of the pieces that I should have picked up. Um, And, you know, trust me, this does get better, which Kevin says, Hey, you know, I'm not gay, right? Which is, I guess fine. Um, And uh, Kevin asked for like five minutes to to, kind of just like regroup. And uh, Sam has another flashback. This time the vet has fixed the dog. Um, and instead of keeping the dog overnight, she says, do you need to take this dog with you? And Sam's like, no, I don't want to. I just I brought it here for you to fix, and um, this vet is just extremely shitty to him about it. He's like, nope, give mm-hmm. this dude a trophy. I, I understand. Nice.
2: I <laughs> understand why he ends up falling for it because she's just guilt tripping him, just like, his brother does so oh, there's yeah. sort of that that connection there
1: i mean it's weird for guys to have daddy issues but about the girls that they date like that's usually yeah. it's usually the opposite yeah. but he's definitely having some guilt trip john winchester vibes with this chick oh, with yeah. her, her oh, yeah. yelling at him how she's not how he's not good enough um, <laughs> do you think vets, <laughs> mean? do you think vets really do this by the way like i feel I like if i ran over a dog and just took it to a vet i would be fine like i I feel like like, i don't know whose dog this is i have to i i I travel all the time like i don't i don't need another dog you you guys have to fix it i'll pay to get it fixed but just like let me go away
2: you know i think sam is coping with a lot of other issues and he's sort of masking it with this whole dog thing (laughs) and i think that's why he was so susceptible to the whole situation (laughs) He can't he can't scream about his brother because he doesn't know where his brother is. He has no one to scream to. But now he's got this dog problem on his hands and that's something he can look at and say, "Okay, I need to go yell at veterinarians for this."
1: So, uh we we didn't really mention that uh when they find this church that Kevin is in, he's kind of got it rigged. He's got it like anti-demoned up, like he's got yeah, big yeah. devil traps on, around the entrances and so he's he's learned all of his lessons and uh as as they're like back in the real world after this flashback, um, like shit starts like an earthquake starts to happen basically. And we see that the devil straps mm-hmm. on and gets ripped up and then who shows up, but demons. And we give a whole big old demon fight.
2: Yeah, they fight. <laughs> That's what you write here. They fight. Um, it's there. So they, they take down a couple demons. I think, um, Dean gives Sam the knife. He gets his purgatory weapon out. They fight. Kevin helps out by, you know, like splashing holy water on them, whatever. um, Uh, Sam is able to get one of them, and then uh, Dean has one of these dudes on top of him. He's dropped his weapon. And for some reason, instead of like running over and stabbing the guy on top of Dean, uh, Sam hands Dean the knife so he can do it himself, which I just thought was like double brother knife
1: Pat? Sure, yeah, but especially because like Sam doesn't even like like I, I thought you were I thought you were going to be completely right. I thought Sam would just like jump over and stab the demon. Um, but no, like he does he doesn't even like walk over and hand it. Like he stretches his long ass arm out and like oh, can you reach? Can you reach? <laughs> I do Why? want to mention, too, when uh, when Dean brings, breaks out his purgatory weapon, like Sam it just is exactly like I am. Like, what in the fuck is yeah, wh- that? What is this? <laughs> Where did you get this? This is ridiculous. Is that a
2: whale bone? What does do you have, have? Does it
1: have a name? <laughs> is that from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. What is seriously. happening? Um, and, and Dean just responds with, that's purgatory. So I thought that yeah, was a pretty That's
2: crime. the purg. That's um, the purg coming out. This is when Crowley shows up with Kevin's demon, GF. Um the first thing he says to Sam is moose with the pork chops. I admire that. Like really they finally line. brought up the sideburns. <laughs>
1: Thank you Crowley for bringing up the sideburns. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, basically Crowley says like, Hey, give me the, give me the profit and, uh, I will let you live. Like, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where Kaz is at, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll let you and, uh, I'll let you guys live and I'll even let the girlfriend go. Um, and of course Dean doesn't believe it, but Kevin's having trouble going back and forth. And so for a brief moment, um, and i think i might put this as the intro i don't know yet but uh (laughs) she puts crowley lets the demon uh tells the demon to let the girlfriend take over back from control and uh she's like kevin kevin what's happening he's like you're being possessed by a demon and you're going to your safety school and she's like
2: what (laughs) really good (laughs) um but yeah kevin agrees to um the deal to to make the trade he goes to get his stuff um and then I guess he what he <laughs> lures so, Crowley into the back of the
1: jumps holy water on him and then runs away. Yeah, this is such a weird moment. So yeah, like so so Kevin agrees to this deal, walks into a room to get his stuff, like and then it's been a while. So Crowley and the girlfriend walk back in and, and he has like a Rope rigged up to a bucket, or to a shelf with a bucket of holy water on it.
2: Home alone with Kevin Tran.
1: There's a uh, there's like a a brief still in this somewhere of Crowley like ah, along with the girl going like ah, because they just got a bunch of water dumped on them. That I kind of want to see because I bet there's a real funny screenshot. It's not even
2: holy water; it's just cold.
1: (laughs) 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 Why didn't you get to warm it up? It's so it's so cold outside. Um, They run away.
2: Mm -hmm. This is this scene is pretty intense though. As they're driving away. They're looking up at Crowley and Kevin's girlfriend, and then it goes into slow mo, and it's like the boys and Kevin looking up from the car and back at Crowley up on the like the porch of this this house or whatever, and he he like twists his hand and it snaps the girl's neck, and he just kills her right in front of Kevin, and it's it's a brutal move that we don't see a lot from Crowley, even though like he's the king of hell, we should know he's the bad guy, but he's so charming all the time, and he's always like just trying to make a deal that we forget that how fucking evil he is. And that's what he does. He just shows Kevin like, Oh, you thought you could get one over on me. Well, look at this. I just killed your girlfriend.
1: I really like the parallels that, um, this is bringing up, uh, um, between Kevin and Sam, right? Like, uh, you know, Kevin's girlfriend got killed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. now the slow motion drive by shot is very reminiscent to me of that slow motion shot that we see in the, the very first Season episode. One. Yeah. Yeah. Where we see where, you know, Jess is in a white dress or whatever. Um, like that just it's like because sam and 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 kevin at this point have a a lot like not a lot in common. but like they have similar they both had this thrust on them without really a Mm -hmm. choice in the matter like they've both gotten into it so that they were pretty good at it they've both lost people now um it's just it's just really interesting the way that they're they're setting these things about but i I kind of think
2: that for sure um so this is like the next time we see them it's just like they're pulling into a gas station kevin is reasonably upset He's yeah. pretty pissed off. Um, and this is saw the Dean king of hell
1: snap my girlfriend's neck. I don't see that every day.
2: Dean gets a phone call and he acts like it's like a telemarketer or something. And then he like sneaks off to have a private. He's like even like looking both ways and like leaning back. Like he's solid snake looking around the corner. Be like, okay, time to call my boyfriend.
1: And yeah, it's Benny when he calls him. It's Benny. Um... Basically, Benny is at a funeral, which is weird. No, I don't <laughs> like, there's understand. Just a, there's just a funeral happening in the background. He uh, says that
2: he found a new way to feed, but then like they can't drink dead man's blood because it would kill them. So I don't know what he means.
1: Yeah, we'll have to find that out later. Um, I also like the exchange of, like, how did you get the cell phones? Like, do you know they just sell these at convenience stores now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty neat. Um, yeah. I got the impression... Like so, Dean says here something to the extent of, uh, "Hey, what we did back there, we had to do, and I don't regret a single minute of it. Uh, but now that we're here, like I think we just need some time. It's like he's breaking up with Benny. Like I know,
0: mm-hmm. hey, we
1: were we were on tour and we had sex with each other every single day, and but now that we're back in America, I'm just gonna have to get some distance. I'm not ready. That's not. The, I don't have this right. core relationship in me. Um, but like, what?" what exactly did they do? And why does Benny want to hook back up? Like, that's the big question in my mind on this of like, why, why is Benny trying to keep trying to get in touch with, with, with Dean? Like I figured he I just would want to leave if he was a vampire in purgatory. Now he has a chance to leave. Like what, what is this relationship? Like what is the, what is their, what are their bonds?
2: Yeah. I don't fully understand what it is yet. I also don't know, don't know why Dean would have to clarify like, Hey, I don't feel bad about what we did. Cause he would think that like what he did would be killing monsters. But I mean, we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have to to stay tuned because this is where the episode ends. They tell each other to uh, stay good and to keep your nose clean, and uh, Dean hangs up. And that's it's interesting that that
2: Dean said keep your nose clean to Benny when he first like resurrected him, and now it's Benny telling Dean to keep his nose clean, suggesting like maybe this this side of Dean that has come out is you know it could rear its ugly head again.
1: Yeah, um, you know, as a as an opening episode, this. This brings our brothers back together. Um, it shows you who the the big bad it's going to be of the, of the season. Like, I feel like it's a reasonable assumption that Crowley's pretty much going to be the, the villain of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us a thing to chase. Like it gives us this idea of being able to exercise all of the demons from the world. And uh, it also, you know, we still have some questions. What happened in purgatory? What's Benny's deal? Where's Kaz? Um, who is this? Who is this dog? And why is, why is Sam, you know, with this veterinarian,
2: why is Sam dating this dog?
1: I came very close to saying that just on accident because this is the world I live in now, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, so I, th- I think this does a re- really good job of setting it out. I just I think some of the stuff that they use to get us here is stuff that... I may have just watched too much TV at this point in my life. Like, I think I might. Okay, (laughs) I've seen this flashback thing. I get it. I get what you're trying to do. Like, you're going to tease this out over like five or six episodes before you finally tell me like what horrible thing that they had to do to get out of purgatory. Um, And I just I've kind of lost my patience for it a little bit. But it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that I'm I'm broken as a person. So and
2: even with my like frustrating like rant against Dean, basically, I don't think that it's bad writing. I'm just frustrated that the character is doing that. But I also see that it makes sense. I I just wish. That he, like I think I was saying before, the problem I take with it is that, like I know a big portion of the fan base, probably when watching this, just sided with Dean, and I think that the dislike of Sam has shaped his character in in some ways, um, which disappoints me a little bit, but I don 't think that like the episode was bad or that the writing is bad, or that I don 't like Dean or anything like that,
1: sure, yeah, I do wish um. We've talked in the past about this, like the 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 fandom's relationship with Sam and Dean, and the the kind of bickering back and forth of Sam not getting too much time, or people wanting it just to be a, a Dean and Misha show, or a Dean and Misha Dean and Cash show, um, or whatever that combination is. I. I definitely feel like uh, Sam bears the brunt of a lot of the the, the Winchester guilt. Like he's the one that's t- packing all that Samsonite full of full of guilt around. Whereas Dean mm-hmm. seems to like be the the righteous man, right? Um, right, like he's, right. He's the one that you know. Oh, I'm always right because I'm Dean Winchester, and you you should have done all of this. You should have had. You should have. You know. You should have known I was in purgatory. You should have came and got me. You should have figured that out because I would have. And like that may be true. Like, I feel like that Dean is definitely the type of person who wouldn't have given up. Um, he would have just, you know, hey, I, I'm just going to find my brother. Like, that's what I do now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, do whatever I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make whatever mm-hmm. deal where Sam is probably just not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, he wants to help, but he's, he's not going to do it alone. Like, he wants to, if right. his brother is there in front of him, then he's probably going to help his brother because that's the kind of dude he is. But if left to his own devices, he kind of doesn't want to do this, and he's not going to do it. So, I feel like he gets kind of shit upon in this entire
2: episode.
3: hmm. hmm.
2: Definitely. It, yeah, I think that the show is sort of taking the point of view that Sam is wrong. It doesn't really matter what his reasons are. It seems like that's the angle that they're going for.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, cool. I think that, that'll probably do it for this episode, huh? Do you have any, any, any closing mm-hmm. thoughts in your hot ass room before we get out of here?
2: It's hot i'll be i'll say lots of nice things about this episode retrospectively next episode i'm sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna record at three in the morning when it's not 105 degrees outside yeah yeah uh thank you everybody for listening uh thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week we really appreciate your support uh thank you for the recent itunes reviews thank you um to our uh new singer at the beginning of the episode and uh i think that's all of the people that we think in this in this podcast um stay tuned yeah. for that to, to keep looking at that patreon we have some really cool stuff coming out uh we, we finally kind of finished up some of that stuff in preparation for release in the beginning of august and boy is it great Woo. uh i am super excited about it chris where are you at on twitter i'm at local
2: bones on twitter
1: i'm at jg greer you can come talk to us both about anything that you might have in mind you can talk to the podcast at motwcast and uh, yeah, we'll see you back next week with more season eight.
2: You send me a picture of that good boy?
1: look how good he is i finally got him out of the package today and it looks playing. like
2: he's got dean's purgatory weapon
1: it, has, it is very much a saw blade like that is we'll bring that up in the next episode that is a very bloodborne weapon like if that changed into, yeah. a, into a katana i'd be like that is a bloodborne fucking weapon. i bet because this came out in i bet if this came out after bloodborne it would change into a katana i will, I will not be surprised to see a, we- a transformation <laughs> weapon in blood and supernatural in the next couple of seasons i would
2: not be surprised
1: Go eat and uh, get into a cool room. I'll, uh, I'll holler at you later, my man.
2: All right, talk, talk to you later. Oh god, can say goodbye. Oh.
1: <laughs> See you, dude.
2: All right, later. Test, test, test. Maybe I have to change my headphones. Like, maybe they're picking up my microphone, and it's not actually an issue with the microphone.
1: Are your headphones as a? Is your headphones a headset as well?
2: No. Hmm.
0: Like, I don't think I would be running your audio. through anything my family is being so loud downstairs
3: i don't know who is here but they're very noisy moving my mic further away i don't have to keep hearing my clicking as much oh that didn't help hmm. So output is my microphone, right? Oh no, that's my that's my headphones. Headphones, okay. yeah. Input is your mic. I wish I could just mute myself and and still have you be able to hear me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting any echo at all. That's that's the weird thing. So I don't I don't think that it would be on my side at all. Yeah, It's gonna be on my um, side. I'd be curious. Uh, I'm gonna disconnect from the call. Okay. Uh, see if just being in the Discord chat by yourself, like try to talk once I'm okay. gone,
3: and then see if it still does it. Um, yeah, the echo totally went away. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but that doesn't make any sense. Weird. Like, why am I yeah. picking up my, like, discord
2: audio i don't
1: know all right well let me uh let let me go through some troubleshooting on my end let me restart my laptop and all of that stuff and then uh... so hear me at all
3: yeah yes can you hear us oh god i think you can there you are there
0: you can hear us yeah can you... you there are you getting echoes no echo no no echo okay So
1: that's amazing. (laughs) I guess we are now ready to start, Chris. Would you like to (laughs) forget the podcast? This is going to be a
2: weird fucking episode. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Good luck, guys. Thanks, Brian. I really
1: appreciate your help, man.
2: Yep, no problem. Get you going, guys. Later.
3: Later. Okay, well, you Uh, did it. You're you're champion.
0: Yeah, I need to. um, What do I need to do here?
1: Uh, we gotta remove Brian from his pod god rolled because he will abuse that if we let him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, appropriate
2: oh no what is wrong oh no now my mic is super quiet let me turn up the volume a little bit oh god your okay. mic or your
1: headphones are super quiet
2: my mic I just looked at my waveform and it was like uh, really small so like should be a little dick. bit better now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you so many funny, heartwarming stories about The Sims and about how in day one, the eight roommates, they meet each other and one of them immediately goes off to cry in her bed because she saw two other people like flirting or something. Uh, But it's too hot and I can't get into those joyous adventures with you now. (laughs)
1: And we spent like 45, but this might, this episode might be our first one where we just don't have outtakes. Like, and I hate to do that to people, yeah. but like, it's, it's so hot and it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a long day already. I think I'm going to, it's... like, am I
2: coming through clearly
1: or am I breaking up a lot?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You sound fine. Hello.
1: Hello. Oh my God. Chris, I am so sorry. <laughs>
0: You can hear me though and everything, Ooh. right?
3: I can hear you, yeah. Okay.
1: Um that yeah, I'm so sorry, man. This is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, da, 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 da. I can't believe it was me.
0: <laughs> I also can't believe it was you. That's such a weird thing, like it's
1: yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. Um I think Hey guys, we're not going to do outtakes because we spent 45 minutes troubleshooting my fucking garbage <laughs> internet connection <laughs> slash microphone recording setup, and because it, it was duplicating everybody's audio except for mine, it sounded great. Everything sounded great on my end. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to Monster of the Week this week. We'll have like extra long outtakes or something next week, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm I'm dying. So yeah. Um <clears throat> Oh, this one's cold. I can hold it to my head. One of my waters is just fully warm. The other one's not. I don't know why the other one isn't, but you have to get some AC in there, my man. Yeah. Summer's, you know, halfway through, right? Sure. Yeah. Only like five or six more weeks than of this. Last week I don't think it was super bad. Uh
1: This week is is has been fucking mis- is going to be fucking miserable for me. Yeah. Like I was looking at the uh the whatchamacallit, and it's just like 90 degrees the, the whole place
2: uh yeah this morning it was 70 degrees when i left my house and it was 89 when i left work yeah. i was that's like a 20 degree that's dangerous
1: that feels like that's that feels
2: like what that's they how do dogs to die <laughs> it feels like
1: something they do to humans to, <laughs> to punish them
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: i'm uh i'm gonna send you the weather forecast here for. so, so you can you can get a little load of that
3: i'm texting that to you now okay Yowza. And I've got a um I've got a work
1: trade show next week or this week. So uh Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday I'll be in like a giant auditorium that has traditionally not been cooled very well. Full of like oh, sick. dudes that work outside and yeah.
2: F- full of big boys. Full of
1: full of full of large lads, as I like to call large them. Lads. Uh yeah, so I'm sure that's not gonna be weird or anything.
2: Oh, my hair is so wet right now
1: <laughs> I'm sorry dude let's get into this right let's get into it
2: let's do it let's do it
1: and it is a little weird right like it it is just a little bit weird um i hold on
3: okay what the fuck oh <laughs>
1: somewhere in this process i swapped the channels so all of my audio is being recorded on yeah and none of that actually matters because nobody cares about it uh anyway sorry i was just getting confused when i started talking i didn't see my waveform pop up and it was popping (laughs) It literally doesn't fucking matter i'm sorry um
2: sorry went down the wrong way oh man (sighs) you're right you need to take a break I think I want to step out of the room
0: for
3: just a second. I'm so fucking hot. Cool.
0: (sighs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to ASMRJ, the YouTube station that allows you to listen to me talk slowly in a
1: weird voice. This week, I'm here to talk about the Bloodborne Figma figure. I pre-ordered this figure, and it just came in the mail the other day. And I just want to say how fucking amazing it is. I can move it around. He has like some accessories. He has like the the saw blade and one of the pistols. I can put him in all kinds of positions. Straight up, 10 out of 10. And also, I was not paid to promote this figure. I was just really into Bloodborne, and I really really like what they did with it. I'm very excited.